This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Saquon's going to have to either decide to play this year on the tag or to not. But sitting out a couple games, I don't think does anything for leverage. I think the Giants really screwed this up. I think the optics of it are terrible. He is their offense, and he is that safety net for Daniel Jones. Everybody in the locker room knows he's the most valuable person on that team. But you're going to pay the quarterback $40 million, who's mediocre at best. And if Saquon Barkley doesn't show up, Daniel Jones can't carry that team. (laughs) Here we go. Little Canty and Carlin on your Friday, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Mike Wells. We are in for the guys. I'm guessing this song has something to do with the movie House Party that you guys yes. were alluding to. <laughs> oh, yes. A little full force. Can't stand. Hey, the hype. Man, I'm telling you, Aaron, tonight when you're not doing anything, I need you to watch House Party. And when you hear Dragon Breath Balao, you are going to think about Shannon and I. The best. This is when house parties were legit. This was nineteen. How old were you in nineteen ninety? I was seven. In okay, that's why you don't know about house party. Okay, all right. You weren't even. You hadn't even cracked double digits. I had to have my parents buy my movie ticket to get me oh, in. But oh, you watched yeah. this movie, and yeah. you were going to be like, okay, I get the dragon breath below, and yes, my breath smells like that with salt and vinegar chips. So let me tell you this: I have never seen Friday. Because oh if my I'd god! See, if I'd see one Friday or house party tonight, I only got time for one. You, Ooh, you guys, Shannon, like, what you, you got? Look like I just insulted all your families. Like you I did, Shannon. Yeah, you absolutely did. I, I, oh my I, god! I, it hey, sounds hey, like hey. it sounds like I have to see Friday before I see house party, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that, but I'm gonna tell you, my, uh, next few Fridays you need to watch Friday, house party, boys in the hood. Minister Society, and New Jack City. That's five straight Friday nights. We had, Shannon and I have given you movies that you need to watch, and you're going to be like, thank you, Mike Wells and Shannon right. Penn. You guys are unbelievable. All right, and we're going to school you to a little Two Americas right now, okay? There are okay. certain movies within the black culture that if, yep. if you hadn't seen, we're yep. going to judge you. Like, you saw my reaction. You saw Mike Wells' reaction. You yep. name a movie such as Friday or yep. a New Jack City or a Minister Society or a Boys uh-huh. in the Hood. We uh-huh. find out you didn't watch it. We're going to be supremely disappointed. But we'll okay. give you a pass right now because you're our boy. We'll give you a pass. Well, I appreciate you giving me a pass. And I, you got to remember, too, like I grew up with parents that were not hip to the pop culture. My parents <laughs> took me to art museums on vacations, okay? It's not like my parents were seeing Friday either, let's be honest. Any, any movie with a curse word in it, my parents would be running the opposite direction. So part of it I can blame on them, but I probably should have seen it by now. I, I just I have never... The, the five movies you listed, and I've made notes, I've not seen any of them, but I'm going to watch them one per Friday. And I don't know if it's going to align, you know, that Wells, you and I will be doing the show. But we'll continue. You know, we'll have a little social media back and forth. You can follow me at Hammer Nation 19. You can follow at Mike Wells NFL. Mike, do you have a movie that's like a classic that you've never seen that you were supposed to see? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, you're, you're, you're a one-man crew on this one, um, Aaron. There's have you seen, uh, that... you seen Citizen Kane? You said a classic movie. You said a classic. You just uh, you just ran off a movie right there. You said classic. Have you seen uh, uh, Titanic? You know. <laughs> the, the fact that you're having to pause and think about it for a second and think okay. of movies. Okay, it's, that's it's my fault. You. It's my fault. I, I, I'm not making any excuses. Uh, but here's what I'm doing. I am, uh, uh, because I had a, uh, an exposure to COVID earlier this week. My family's quarantining me away. I'm going to watch Friday tonight. 
and I will be live tweeting my reactions at Hammer Nation 19. And in the meantime, you can also talk to me about uh, the Giants signing James Robinson. Are they sending a message in your mind here, Wells? You've been around the league for a long time. Everybody's going to make the connection between this signing and Saquon Barkley. Of course people are going to say, oh, my God, oh, my God. What what the New York Giants are doing, they're protect, protecting themselves. If Saquon Barkley decides to truly hold out, not show up at training camp, they are, having, they are bringing in a player who has NFL experience. Is James Robinson going to come in and, and, you know, be like, oh, my God, he's the guy? No. I mean, he's rushed for 2,200 yards and has scored a total of 23 touchdowns in his first three NFL seasons. Uh He's not a move-the-needle guy. But what he is, especially in this day and age, which can be an argument for the New York Giants, uh, why they did not give Saquon Barkley a, you know, a very long-term deal is that, Running backs, teams, how often do teams have that bell cow? The word bell cow is not often used. So basically, right. you have a guy, you you throw another player in the mix, uh-huh. in the backfield, right. and he, he you can you can roll with him if necessary. But I like what the Giants said. I, I love the move. I mean, Robinson rushed for 1,000 yards in his rookie season. After that, he hasn't done a whole lot. So well, he's just uh, a guy who's, that's going to protect Whose him. fault is that, though? Some of that is on the Jaguars, and some of that maybe is on James Robinson. I think the Giants are trying to find their James Conner if Saquon decides to hunker down for the long haul. And by that, I mean the last time we had a long running back holdout was Le'Veon Bell, who held out for a whole season with the Steelers, ended up signing with the Jets for not as much money as he wanted anyway. And the Steelers did not miss Le'Veon Bell really well as he for one second because they had this guy, James Conner, step right into his shoes and rush for about 120 yards a game and help carry them to the playoffs. They really didn't miss a beat. Now, I don't know that the Giants can do the same thing with Saquon, but if he is holding out during the year, I think he's going to be rooting against his own team because if James Robinson and Matt Breida run the ball really well and the Giants are flying up and down the field, Daniel Jones is playing well, it kills all of his leverage if they're 0-4 to start the season, averaging about 42 rush yards per game. Every Giant fan on every talk radio show in America is going to be screaming, get Saquon back with the team, get Saquon back with the team immediately. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, listen, I mean, Saquon Barkley, and and if, if it were to get that far, and if that were the case where the Giants struggled running the football, Saquon Barkley is going to have his feet up laughing as he's sitting on his couch yep. on Sunday afternoon watching the Giants um, not eating not eating salt and vinegar chips. He's going to be like, yep, they need me back. They need me. And his value will go up in that situation. But Saquon, again, if, I mean, we're, we're just saying if he decides to hold out and he misses time in the regular season, uh-huh. if they're doing well, the Giants front office is going to like, see, Saquon, yes, you're a talented back, but you're replaceable. We, we can plug guys back there and keep yeah. rolling. Yep, that replaceability factor is what gets people paid in any industry, isn't it? You know, if you could be easily replaceable at any job, you know, just plug and play. You're not going to make very much money. It's the rare skill set, the scarcity. You know, like imagine if we picked up some guy off the street and plugged him in at right tackle. That could get a quarterback killed. Killed, you know. But a running back, you know, there's still a Dalvin Cook's still out there. Ezekiel Elliott's still out there. Kareem Hunt's still out there. And a couple of these guys, Melvin Gordon and James Robinson, came off the board over the course of the last couple of days. Jeff Darlington. 
ESPN NFL reporter was with us earlier here on Canty and Carlin, and we got to ask him about the impact, if there is any, on what's going on with James Robinson, how it ties to Saquon Barkley. If Saquon were to hold out or something, at least you've got a guy with NFL experience. Outside of that, I mean, even if Saquon had re-signed, you could make a case for this as just decent added depth. Jeff, who should be more nervous about Saquon Barkley holding out? Quarterback Daniel Jones or the front office? Oh, I don't think either. I mean, Daniel, I, well, let's say Daniel Jones, but he already he got paid. Um, look, you know, I would say from the front office perspective, all the people who criticized Jerry Jones for paying Ezekiel Elliott when he did at that moment, that contract felt like it was proper value at the time as well. Um, you know, and ultimately I think teams are looking at the position and as harsh as it is, and, and this is rough to say, but um, there's been three Super Bowl, title, three, three championship teams in the past 15 years with a thousand yard rusher. There's been 12 that did not have a thousand yard rusher. And wow. Wow. basically they're recognizing that, look, you know, you can go from bad to good with a top tier running back, but generally you don't go from good to great with a highly paid running back. It's Jeff Darlington with us earlier. That stat was alarming to me about the future of the running back position. I mean, again, the Chiefs last year, they had four different guys that could be running the ball on any given play, right? You had uh, Jarek McKinnon. You had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. You had the rookie uh, seventh, uh, Isaiah Pacheco. Um, They went with the stable uh, philosophy, pay each guy a couple hundred thousand dollars and amass a million bucks in your backfield. The Eagles did the same thing. They did the exact same thing. They had the yeah. same approach. Exactly. And I tell you right now, here in Indianapolis, uh, the Indianapolis Colts, there's a running back who has paid attention to how this is shaking out, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. I mean, he he is in line – well, he thinks he's in line to get him a nice little hefty payday. I got to tell you, the Saquon Barkley situation is yeah. not helping him out when it comes to yep. making some uh, top dollars. Yeah, I don't know how this thing is going to resolve, but it feels right now like a really bitter stalemate that's about more than just Barkley versus the Giants. It's about running backs versus league front offices the way that this thing is playing out. Canty and Carlin are presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save. Call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or go to Progressive.com. From the top five NFL quarterbacks. Burrow. Touchdown, what a start. Two actually has one of the prettiest balls I've ever caught in my life. To the top five NFL fan bases. Top We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio's Rank Them, the top five Super Bowl contenders. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive. I'm Aaron Goldhammer, Mike Wells with me, and it's time for Wellesley to take over the show. It's ESPN Radio Rank Them. Today we have the top five Super Bowl contenders well as anything you want to say before you get right to your list oh my goodness please um the 27 teams i do not mention today please forgive me i know you have high hopes every year when the season starts but i'm sorry if i don't mention your team's name i truly don't believe they're a super bowl contending team and the teams i do not mention in the nfc you should be. You should agree with me if I don't mention your team because the <laughs> NFC is just not a good conference. <laughs> <It's not. laughs> let's get let's get it rolling, man. Number five. 
At number five, I got one of the two NFC teams. I've got the San Francisco 49ers, and I know my man Aaron Goldhammer is going to be in studio laughing at me right now because nobody knows who the starting quarterback is going to be for the 49ers. Um, you got to believe that it's going to be Brock Purdy is the front runner after what he did when he came in and replaced for the injured um, Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. But I, I think Kyle Shanahan is one of the top coaches in the NFL. They lost offensive tackle Mike McGlinchey. They got a low-key pickup that I love. They love, and that that is they signed Javon Hargrave, who's with the Eagles. He's coming off 11-sack season. I think he is going to help out on that, on that San Francisco defense and be able to plug in and keep that defense rolling because the reality is the defense is going to have to continue to carry the San Francisco 49ers, especially with the uncertainty at quarterback. Number four. All right. I'm going upstate New York. Those Buffalo Bills. I am I am a gigantic Josh Allen fan. I will continue to apologize for shortchanging Josh Allen and what he's capable of doing. And with Stephon Diggs and, jo- and with Allen's ability to run and scramble through the football, I like that any chance um, those two are on the football field, with no matter how much time is on the clock, they have a chance to do something. Um, they are in the toughest division in football. Playing in the AFC East is going to help them for when the postseason starts because the reality is at some point they're probably going to face the Cincinnati Bengals and or the Kansas City Chiefs. At some point they got to knock on the door and be able to get through in the NFC. And I'm just going with simply with Sean McDermott, the head coach, and Josh Allen, there's a chance in Buffalo. Number three. The team that lost in the Super Bowl, the Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts, I think Jalen Hurts answered a lot of questions last season in his ability to be able to throw the football. In fact, he would have been the MVP of the Super Bowl had had there not been a quarterback named Patrick Mahomes on the other side of the field. Jalen Hurts with his running ability and his um, ability to throw the football really solved things. He will have a new offensive coordinator in Brian Johnson, uh, but Johnson was the quarterback coach with the Eagles before he moved up to the OC role, and I'm biased here. I love Nick Sirianni. He may say some, do some crazy things uh, in front of the media when he talks, but he knows how to coach football, and I, I just think they got an appetizer of what it takes to win, and it helps. The reality is, Aaron, they play in the NFC. There are not many, as I've said earlier, there are not many good, not many good teams in the NFC, but the Eagles getting to the Super Bowl, um, I think – they're, going, they're able to take another step, and they're the favorites to return to the Super Bowl next season. And when you have A.J. Brown, a wide receiver, that is a great one-two punch out there. Number two. I'm going Hootay Nation, man. Hootay Nation. I'm going with the Cincinnati Bengals at number two. Um, there's been so much question mark about the ability to protect Joe Burrow at the quarterback spot. But guess what? They went out and got him a validated offensive tackle, going out and signing Orlando Brown. So now you have somebody on the edge to protect Joe Burrow to go with Jamar Chase, um, T. Higgins. You have Joe Mixon in the backfield. I think Joe Burrow, if there's a threat for Patrick Mahomes to win the MVP this year, it is going to be Joe Burrow uh, in Cincinnati. I just love the confidence and the swagger that Joe Burrow has. He is going to continue to keep moving up the ladder, and he truly is that franchise quarterback in the AFC. But I'm going to tell you right now, the next team is not going anywhere anytime soon on on this list that we have. Number one. Man, I don't know how anybody can go against the Kansas City Chiefs. It's tough. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, he's just going to continue to get better and better. He is 
in my opinion, already one of the top five quarterbacks in NFL history. And he's just that good. That Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid duo is just so strong that they're going to continue to win, win, win. Yes, I alluded to losing um, Orlando Brown. They went out and signed Jawan Taylor to help on the um, on the edge. They got Jarrett McKinney, a running back out there. I just think it doesn't matter who Patrick Mahomes is throwing the football to. He is going to make the average wide receiver good. The good wide receiver, great. And the great wide receiver, man, you might as well make him an all-pro. You got Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid. I just think they're not going anywhere anytime soon because Mahomes is in the prime of his career. It would take an injury for Kansas City to take a step back. Injury to Patrick Mahomes for them to take a step back. Well, there you have it. The top five, and I, I think it's a good list. Look, I just don't think you really went out on any limbs. Pretty chalky list from Mike Wells. Man, I mean, come on. I mean, there's really just a lump of team. I'm sorry. I'm not putting the New York Jets on that list. Okay. I, I don't no, have no, no, the. I, no. can, I, I can't. I, put, you can you can build your list any way you want. I'm just saying. And I can't put the Miami Dolphins out there because I'm I'm still not sold on Tua at quarterback. You got the Niners at five. I don't know who their quarterback is. Be interesting. Yeah. The Bills at four with Josh Allen. I actually think they take a step back this year. Um, I'm a little worried about their team chemistry. The whole thing with Stephon Diggs at minicamp was a little eye opening to me. The Eagles third. I could argue that because their path is so much easier. A little later, the Eagles might be even higher on this list when I make mine than number three. The Bengals at number two, uh, Joe Burrow is the quarterback to take down Patrick Mahomes, right? He's the one that's done it aside from mm-hmm. Brady now that Brady's not playing most consistently. And uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are in the number one spot. You know, I'm a little sick of them, frankly, to be honest with you. I'm near oh, 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 yeah, you work because you, you work in the AFC market, but I can't wait to hear your list later in the show. Okay, well, we'll get to that, and I, I'm going to maybe go out on a few more limbs. You know, well, it's the NFL season. There's always one big wild card that nobody's expecting. Like, did anybody think Jalen Hurts would come out and play at an MVP level last year? No. That that was, you know, kind of a surprise. Did did anyone think Mahomes in the chip? Yes. So there are some things that happened that we saw coming, but there's going to be a team that enters the top five Super Bowl contenders throughout the course of the season that we don't have on the radar screen quite yet. I'm going to try to identify who that is coming up in a little bit. Up next, what should Washington fans command from their new ownership group? We go live to the nation's capital. This is Canty and Carlin. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Mike Wells on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. 
With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. NFL owners unanimously approve the $6.05 billion sale of the Washington Commanders from Daniel Snyder to a group led by Josh Harris. To our team and the incredible fan base in Washington, A new era of Washington football is here. It's time to get to work. It's going to take a while, even with a new stadium and a new owner, to sort of build up that goodwill again, I think. A changing of the guard in our nation's capital. Canty and Carlin's on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80, I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Mike Wells. You want to join the conversation, you can on the CC call-in line. It's 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That's where Jerry Brewer is hanging out. He is a Washington Post national sports columnist. This is the first time Jerry Brewer is on ESPN Radio. Post Dan Snyder, how does it feel to be on the air in the post Dan Snyder era, Jerry? Weird as hell. <laughs> um, I just, I, I never, three years ago, I, I would have been telling you he's going to be the owner of this franchise for the next 35 years and just run it into the ground until it's nothing but dust. And now he's gone. So uh, on one sense, I think for fans of the team, it's a celebratory day. Um, in another sense, you just really don't know how to act because you actually get back to functioning like a sane franchise, but there's just so much recovery and cleanup to be done from an ownership level, from um, just reigniting the fan base as well. Jerry, the fact that you said, first of all, what's going on, brother? How you doing, man? Um, the fact, good. The fa- good to hear your voice, man. <laughs> the fact that you said three years ago that it would, you thought he would run into ground – Three years. It, it seems that seems like three years is like an eternity. It feels like that he that Daniel Snyder was just like you know running the franchise into the ground. Now you had that new the new ownership with the, with the, with the Harris Group. The fan base clearly has been frustrated over how Daniel Snyder ran the, the the franchise. How long would it take for this new ownership to build the the goodwill with the fans back up? Well, you would figure it would be a process, right? Unless you just catch fire and, and all of a sudden you're in the Super Bowl, say, in, in year two or something like that. Um, I mean, that would get people back really quickly. But there's a lot of things that they have to do. Winning helps, but winning doesn't cure everything. I mean, their fan experience at FedEx Field is one of the worst 
um, in sports and, and right at the bottom in the NFL. Uh, they need a new stadium. Um, they need to market the team uh, differently. Uh, I don't know. You know, they, they certainly need um, a uniform redesign to me, if not like just the full on, like, let's change this commander's name and just make it a short lived thing. Um, but more than anything, more than just like specific things, it's just that there has to be a culture of competence in the organization because that has been lacking for nearly a quarter century. And so I think everybody's going to be watching to see uh, in everything that you do, whether it's dealing with players, dealing with fans, how you market the team, um, just everyday acts. Like, are you getting back to being a first-class organization? And then it would help. I mean, this team, you you look at the quarterback situation with Sam Howell and you think they're really far away. But when you look at all the other pieces short of quarterback, um, they've got got a chance, you know, especially in an NFC that is going to be incredibly weak. They've got a chance, if not this year, then the next, uh, at, at making some progress. And I think that that would help. Uh, if, if he can get off of Josh Harris and Magic and Mitchell Rails and this ownership group can get you to believe in again on, on the product on the field, that would help. But there's just, I mean, it's just like a complete rebuild of everything that you have to do in the franchise. Jerry Brewer is with us, Washington Post national sports columnist as uh, J- uh as Dan Snyder's tenure as owner of the of the Commanders is done, if you could give Josh Harris, you know, a piece of advice, a word of advice, what would it be? Don't be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes it's as simple as that. Um, don't be obstinate. Um, uh, listen, listen to your fans. I mean, I think that the biggest thing for him is you have to connect to your fan base. And for a team that has been running to the ground for 24 years, everybody talks about the erosion of the fan base, which is true. But I don't think, like, the fan base gets enough credit for the people who are still there and the people who are still passionate and the people who, even though they have one foot out the door, they'd step back in the door really quickly um, if they see some momentum. Uh, So there's an opportunity here. And he gets to embrace being the new guy. It's that new car smell that he's got on him. Um, and I think they did a great job you know, uh, with the rally um, and, and igniting people. And um, I think that you can kind of see in this ownership group that there's a lot more personality. Um, and that's all going to help. And I think you just really play off of that, like that you have that I'm not Dan Snyder factor. Um and so you you don't just like do that um, in terms of just um, uh, for for marketing purposes. Like you do that on a relational level and establish the relationships with your season ticket holders, with your diehard fans, um, with civic leaders, uh, even with the media, um, and you can start to build connections again because this franchise has been disconnected for so long. Just the outreach. I think it's going to help you make tremendous progress really quickly. Hey, Jerry, before we let you go, uh, I've been to FedEx Field. That place, goodness gracious, you talk about a rundown stadium. Um, you you mentioned a new stadium earlier. Um, 
How soon could you know what? How soon could that happen? Location-wise, what can you tell us about the potential of a new stadium for uh, the Commanders? Oh, Mike, you talk about a rebuild. You got to tear down everything Daniel Snyder was trying to do there, um, and re-engage differently. And you'll have Jason Wright, who, who's been a part of this, but now I think it's a different kind of engagement. Um, it seemed like. Uh, you know, you're, they're trying to play these three municipalities off of each other, D.C., Virginia, and Maryland. And it seemed like, at best, your best hope was probably going to be uh, Virginia, which is the wrong place to go. Like, you got to get that thing at that RFK site. You got to do whatever you can to get back in D.C. and get it at the old RFK site. Um, and I think that's that's going to be mission number one. How long does that take? I mean, it, a new stadium process, it would be flying if you could get this thing done in, in, say, five years. And I think they have to stay in FedEx Field to 2027, I believe, or something like that. Five years would be incredibly fast. I kind of look at it and say maybe maybe seven, maybe by the end of this decade, you could be looking at it and saying, all right, 2030, it's our first year in a new stadium. Yeah, anything before that, I think, would be – um, you know, it's been incredibly swift pace, but, but that's what you're kind of operating on. And that mission starts, yeah. it started today. Um, and you got to be very, very diligent about that. And again, relationship building, building off of the fact that, Hey, we're not Dan Snyder. We're not going to be accused of being criminals and stealing money and hiding money and, um, harassing. And, uh, uh, who who really want to accentuate um, uh, this franchise, which is a legacy NFL franchise, who wants to get on board. All right, Jerry. Well, the first thing they got to do, that Sean Taylor thing has got to go. I mean, they, they, you got to honor, <laughs> honor the great Sean Taylor in a rightful way and not with some mannequin from a department store. So please uh, relay that yes. message uh, for sure. Appreciate the time. You can read Jerry Brewer in the Washington Post. He is the national sports columnist there. Appreciate the time, Jerry. Thank you. All right. Anytime. Take care. There he is, Jerry Brewer, who writes about the Washington Commanders for the Washington Post. Up next, Lionel Messi is making his American debut tonight. Inner Miami hosts Cruz Azul. Who's the biggest acquisition your team has ever made? Triple H, say ESPN. We'll get to that next. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. One of the biggest global names in sports. The greatest player of his generation. And he's coming to MLS. Yo, we coming. How does he do it? If you with me, I bet you lose. Now he's coming to Miami. I've been the one, yeah, I've been the one. 
Something tells me this is going to be one of my most embarrassing moments ever on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, Canty and Carlin. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Mike Wells. Presented by Progressive, 888-SAY-ESPN is the CC call-in line. And Wellesie, Lionel Messi set to make his inner Miami debut in the League's Cup opener against Cruz Azul. Uh, this is one of the biggest moments in the history of American soccer because a lot of people say that Messi is the GOAT, and he's kind of still in his prime. I mean, they won the World Cup in Argentina last year, so it's not like this is some washed-up David Beckham coming to play in the United States. Ooh, you mentioned David Beckham. I mean, you know, by the end of things, I would I remember Dave, David Beckham more as the guy who was married to uh, the former Spice Girl uh, band member. So, but no, I mean, you're right. I mean, Messi, like I said, led led his um, country to the to the World Cup last year. It they should be excited down in uh, South Florida. I mean, soccer obviously is it's big down there. Um, I would go to the game if I if, if I could get tickets. Oh yeah, I, I would attend. I would attend in Harbeck. tickets. I'd be, be one of the hottest tickets in sports. I think I'd be mad that I was not in Publix when he was in there grocery shopping. I'd be mad <laughs> that I didn't have an opportunity to run into him when he was in Publix, you know, picking up a few things. Hopefully, he hit that sandwich bar up because Publix got the best sandwich bar in the country. And the grocery when it comes to grocery stores, but what no, did there, there's steal from Publix? What did he? What did he, I forget? What was it? A sandwich or something that he took uh, from Publix? Oh, what'd you say? Who? What? What did James? Didn't Jameis win? Crab legs, man. Crab legs. Crab legs. There you go. Lionel. <laughs> Messi making his inner Miami debut tonight in South Florida is definitely a hot ticket. Hot tickets are brought to you by Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Great deals, hottest tickets, experience it live. Wells, your favorite team, the biggest acquisition, because this is one of the biggest acquisitions in Miami history. Uh, biggest acquisition your favorite team ever made is who? Oh, excuse me. You know, I'm a Yankees fan. It'd be easy to say when the Yankees got A-Rod, but I'm going to go back to my youth in this one, in fact, I'm trying to find a picture that I was going to put on Twitter for you and uh, for you and Shannon uh, Penn, our producer, to see. But I am going back to 1994 when the Georgetown Hoyas was a when they signed Allen Iverson. I grew up a diehard Georgetown Hoya, Hoya fan, you know, from Alonzo Mourning, Patrick Ewing, the Kimbe Mutombo, the Heidi White. When you had the big dog. Um, Jerome Williams out there. But Allen Iverson was the guy that had me excited. I used to have a Georgetown starter jersey that I wore all the time. I had a Georgetown starter parka, uh, a Georgetown. Everything was Georgetown related. I, I was decked from head to toe when I came to Georgetown. That's Ooh. when I first really started, well, you know, I was being passionate about wearing Nikes. Yeah. Uh, was when I became a Georgetown fan. But what, what Allen Iverson did, especially after there was a thought that he wouldn't play at Georgetown, he really changed. He and Ray Allen were going toe to toe in that Big East tournament game in the spring of 1996. So I am going Allen Iverson. I, I just I was so excited to watch him play. So he's my biggest. You know, my, my the, the school when Georgetown signed him. That's the guy that really got me excited. And I mean that paid off. He's arguably I, I don't know if he's Patrick Ewing, but he's one of the best, if not the best player in Georgetown history. Um, I, I will remind everybody, I grew up in Denver, so I will say Peyton Manning is the best acquisition that my team ever made, at least in my lifetime. Made an immediate impact, turned the Broncos almost immediately into a Super Bowl contender. But you know, I live in Cleveland, so I want the Browns to do well too. And Shannon somehow dug this out. I don't know where he found this, but he says he has some embarrassing audio that has something to do with me and a Browns acquisition. I think I might know what this is. 
in. Pick it's is in. Like Johnny. Pick is in. Pick is in. Manziel. Johnny Manziel to Brown. What? It happened. It happened. Johnny wow. Manziel is a Cleveland Brown. The Philadelphia Eagles have traded the 22nd pick to the Cleveland Browns. With the 22nd pick in the 2014 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns select Johnny Menzel. They did it! They did it! They did it! Yes! Yes! Get ready, Tony. Yes! Yes! Get ready, Tony. The circus is coming to town. Tony, sorry, I have to leave the show. Sports Center is calling. <laughs> Listen to this crowd at the Roxino. Whoever that kid was had no idea what was going on with football. I was getting a little too excited. Holy cow. And you can thank Ryan Grigson and the Indianapolis Colts for putting the Browns in that position. I don't know if you recall. They took Trenton Richardson off their hands for their first-round pick. Thanks. And the Browns used that moment Uh to be able to draft Johnny Mandel and make our guy Aaron Goldhammer lose his mind on the air. That's right. And I got to say, I'm not embarrassed about it. I I think as far as delivering sports talk radio content, Johnny Manziel delivered. He was definitely a first round pick for that. Now, when it comes to on field performance, he might be one of the worst players in NFL history. He might be right up there. I mean, just in terms of being totally unprepared, uh, not taking his job seriously, not caring. Um, he's right up there. He is right up there. But, boy, did he deliver some good shows for us. And I, I there's times <laughs> where I miss him. Triple Eight say ESPN, our number. Biggest acquisition that your favorite team ever made. We'll get to your calls next. 888-729-3776. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Mike Wells. Up next, speaking of Browns quarterbacks, we talked to Sean Watson. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.